Amen. Good morning, Pathway Church. Woo! Some of you came ready. We missed some of you last week. It was 4th of July weekend and everybody was out setting off some fireworks. So we missed some of you, but some of you didn't know, but it's me again. So here I am. Yeah. Let's get ready for some church today. But uh, my name is Pastor Nate and I'm one of the pastors here and we are excited for what God's doing. And we are in week two of called Weird Cause Normal Isn't Working. And if you missed last week, well... Maybe you can go back, check it out or something, but man, God spoke to me. He may not have spoke to anybody else, but he spoke to me. And so I believe God's given me something today for us as a church, also as individuals. I want to let you guys know that this message has been prayed over. There's been a little bit of sleep in the past week um, over this message. And so um, I just want you to receive this in the name of the Lord today. As we go into part two of weird because normal isn't working. So I do not claim to be a construction worker or really good with anything in that area. Okay, my first experience that I can remember was probably about a 12 year old kid. We were redoing our back porch um, at the time. And uh, my dad was really good at this. He was good. And I'm not saying I'm terrible, but it's not necessarily my gifting. Some of you out here have your business or it's your gift. But I remember as a 12-year-old, I learned real quick how not to use a hammer. We were knocking out the things off. And so I was going like this. And yeah, that's the first time I broke my nose when I was 12 because the hammer went right there. Boom, knocked it out. So, so today, I'm going to show you maybe how to hold this and how to nail a hammer Okay, some of you are getting nervous right now. I was just seeing if you're awake. I was just seeing if you're awake. All right, that was it. Some of you are like, you're going to nail that thing right in your leg. And some of you are like, do it, Nate, do it, yeah. We want to see blood, yeah. So I know how some of you are. It's all right, we're praying for you. It's okay. But hopefully this makes sense where we're going today. This is something that spoke to me. It's amazing even in this trying to get these nails into this piece of wood. It's amazing how stubborn these nails are. None of us really probably volunteer to be the nails. We would love to be the hammer, right? We get to just take our power and just everything we want, everything the way we want. We can just nail that sucker right in there however we want. But it's amazing. Maybe you can see it's a little bit. Even this nail, maybe it's because I'm terrible at doing this, but either way, you can see that this nail is already bending. It doesn't want to go. It doesn't want to go. We want to be the hammer. Who wants to be the nail? Who wants to be the nail to take all of that? Nobody volunteers to be the nail. I'm sure many of us would volunteer to be the hammer. Not saying the hammer doesn't get hurt. But many of us, I believe, are like this nail. We kind of go kicking and screaming. God asks us to do some things that maybe we don't want to do. Maybe some things and some trials that we didn't really want to face. Maybe some hurts that we really don't want to talk about. Remember, we talked about that with the ping pong balls last week. None of us volunteer to be the nail. But if any of you have ever built something, now some of you are going to sit here and be like, oh, Nate, but I use glue. Okay, just for this illustration, don't ruin it, all right? But if you've ever built something, whether it's for something as huge as maybe a house to maybe something small in your little wood shop or whatever, Without the nail, 
And without what the nail has to go through, we can't have the finished product. We can't have what needs to be put together. So without the nail, without whoever would volunteer to be the nail, without whatever it is that you got to go through, even in our stubbornness, and we don't want to go through that piece of wood, we don't want to go through that trial, we don't want to go through that hurt, whatever it is, we don't volunteer to be the nail, but we must have the nails for the finished product. Amen? And of course, that's illustration just for our lives and maybe what God's doing in our lives or what He wants to do in our lives. And today's message truly for you guys is coming from many hours of prayer and from, straight from my heart and transparent as transparency can be today about our church. I would say that not many of us have volunteered to be the nail. Not many of us said, sign me up for that! Whether it's our own personal lives or maybe some things that we've been facing here as a church. But without the nails, we cannot get the finished product. We cannot be fully put together. Folks, I just want to share a couple of things with you as we get into this message and why I felt God put this on my message or on my heart today, this message on my heart today. Many of you were at a meeting a couple of weeks ago, and there's been a lot of different things and thoughts from that. But I want to let you know that starting next week, Jim Van Iperen with Metanoia Ministries will be here. Jim will be preaching next week, so I don't want anybody being surprised with that. That's just what I'm sharing. But I believe to get us prepared for Metanoia Ministries, to get us prepared for Jim, his team, and what's happening starting next week here for our church, I believe that this illustration hits home, at least for Nate. It may not for you, but that many of us are going to have to step up and we're going to have to be some nails. We have to say, God, it may be, st- it may be uh, a, a tough time. There may be some changes. I may go stubborn. I may go whining and crying the whole way. But for the finished product to be all the way put together, I'm willing to be the nail. And if you're sitting here today in the 9 a.m. service, I want you guys to know something that this is a good thing. Metanoia Ministries and Jim and his team coming is a good thing. And so I believe, just as we break down some scripture today, what God gave me, there's some tools we need for this upcoming season as individuals, but also as a church. And I hope and pray that what the Lord's given me is truly in the Lord and that you receive it in the name of the Lord today. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to turn to James chapter 1. And we're going to just read verses 1 through 9. I want you to get this. Some of you know this so well. Some of you haven't memorized. James chapter 1 is one of my favorite scriptures of all time. I've shared that, I believe, here before. And uh, it's, just, it's just powerful. But we're going to just read the first actual eight verses of James. And I want you to get this today. So if you have this, let's read God's Word together. It says this, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes in a dispersion greetings. We're going to start really in verse 2 as we break this down verse by verse today. Count it all joy, my brothers. Man, we could stop right there. When you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. 
In some versions, it says perseverance, which I love both those words. And let steadfastness or perseverance have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete. Get that now. Perfect and complete. We got to be the nails. Lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. This is God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, may you be in this message today. May we receive it. May we get weird Because normal isn't working. Normal isn't working. Lord, may we receive your word today. May we leave this place changed only because of your word and who you are, not because of anybody else or some man, only because of you. And may we be prepared for what you're about to do in our individual lives. May you be prepared for what you're about to do in the life of your church, not our church, your church, your bride. Allow us to be prepared for what it is you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Tool number one, if you're following along and taking some notes, we're going to get through this. And I hope this makes sense to you today. Tool number one, as we break this down in James chapter one, verse two, it says this, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Tool number one, have a joyful attitude. And we basically could just pack it up right there, right? Come on now. Just me, huh? Tool number one, have a joyful attitude. I love how it says about not if, but when you face trials. Not if, not if it may happen, not if it might happen, but when you face trials. I love what Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, says this, rejoice Always, the NIV version says, be joyful always. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It doesn't say sometimes. It says in all circumstances, when you face trials, pray without ceasing. During this season, many of us must be the nails. We must be the ones to make sure we see God make it complete to fulfillment. We must go through it, but our attitude makes a difference we need a joyful attitude it doesn't matter the command that God gives us any command for that matter it is important about our attitude our attitude determines the outcome some of you may know John Maxwell he's a uh, a writer about leadership and all this I love this quote that he had about attitude I love this and it's kind of funny and It may not resonate with you, but I love what he said. He says this, we choose what attitude we have right now. And you can't be 
a smart cookie with a crummy attitude. And I believe that's many of us. We want to be the smart cookie. We want to know it all. We want to do everything. We want our voice to be heard. We want to make sure that everybody knows that what? I'm right. I'm right. Because that's what matters, right? We learned about that last week. I'm right. A joyful attitude. Now what happens is many times in our own personal walks, but even this walk with our church and where we're at today, our attitude makes a difference. I love what Joseph was saying in Genesis 50, 50, 20. He said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Amen. I believe God has something special for Pathway Church now, but also in the future. He's done amazing things in the past. We're thankful. We're appreciative. We stand on that. We stand on our saints' faith. But now I believe God's calling us into something new to see many more lives saved, to see many more people baptized. Beach, ba- beach baptism's coming up in a couple weeks. How great is it that we can celebrate that together? Amen? Amen. Some of you know this scripture. We're going to share a lot of di- different verses of scripture. You can just follow along. Many of you know this. This actually happens to be my life verse. For Nate personally, it's been this way for a long time, but Paul writes in Romans 8, 28, many of you have it memorized, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Having joy during a trial is important because my attitude determines my outcome. By allowing me to live above the events of life as well as through the events of life. We're going to talk more about that in a minute. But having a joyful attitude, what happens many times is, is we get something that we talked a little bit about last week, and we all have it, we've all been through it, but we get this thing called the me disease. The me disease, because it's all about me. And if it doesn't go exactly the way I want it to go, then my attitude is terrible. And I believe, and I talked about this last week, for many of us in our own personal lives, but for many of us in the life of this church, we've had this critical spirit, but we've also had this disease called the me disease. It's too loud, not loud enough. The lights are too bright. The lights are too dim. Somebody's sat in my seat. Nate's too loud. Turn him down. Nate's not loud enough. Nah, no one's ever said that, but. <laughs> the me disease. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And it's amazing in the me disease. And I know we talked a little bit this, about this last week about being weird because Norm wasn't working. I'm just going to tell you folks right now, I know I've tried it personally, and maybe only one or two of you out here, obviously no no more than that probably, but when you try the me disease, and when you have that disease, and you can't get over that, I'm just going to tell you that is a bad place to live. And I can tell you another thing, most of the time we can tell when you have it. You know how we can tell when you have it? And I can remember my mama used to say, you better turn that frown upside down, boy. Anybody else's mama say that? <laughs> yeah, a couple of you. You're like, yeah. We can most of the time tell when you have it. Doesn't mean that you don't give suggestions. I'm not saying that. Doesn't mean that you don't pray about things. That's not what I'm saying. You get hopefully what I'm saying here. The joyful attitude. 
And I'm not saying come in and pretend like everything's okay. Like, hey, yep, Jesus saves what I, you know, all this. Hey, everything's great. I'm going through a trial. I'm a nail. I'm getting pounded like crazy, but woo! That's not what I'm necessarily saying. Oh, there's Randy during worship. I better raise my hands and let him know that I'm, I'm excited about Jesus. Let's raise the roof today. Yeah! That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying what it says here when Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Lord, will you take away the me disease? Will you allow me to have a joyful attitude? I tell you what, I really don't like how Pastor Nate preaches. And some of you probably said that, but that's okay. But listen, I really don't, that's okay. If you take it to the Lord, and that's fine, but maybe come and talk to me. Instead of living with that and that me disease, like I want it my way and I'm just going to be like this and I'm mad. I'm mad at life. I'm mad at the trials. I'm mad at God's making me a nail and he's pounding me in. He's wanting me to do things. I'm just going to be like, look out, I'm coming. Some of you are laughing because you know these people. Like, man, that person took my seat. I'm going to get them. The me disease. What happens is, is God's wanting us to do something amazing. He's wanting to put us together into something beautiful. The me disease, oh man, Metanoia Ministries is coming, Jim's coming. I'm already mad that he's preaching next week. I ain't going to listen to a word he says. Some of you think it's funny, but we've already heard these things. <laughs> oh man, it'd be crazy if I just preached like this the whole time, wouldn't it? I might do that actually. But listen, Pathway Church, what if this happened? What if all the sleeping folks would wake up? What if all the lukewarm folks would get fired up? What if all the disgruntled folks would sweeten up? What if all the discouraged folks would cheer up? What if all the depressed folks would look up? What if all the estranged folks would make up? What if all the gossiping folks would shut up? What if all the true soldiers would stand up? What if all the church members would pray up? And then maybe Jesus could be lifted up. Amen? Amen. 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 And i got to be careful next service because we don't say the word shut up in our house and our kids are going to be here and they're going to be like, oh, mommy, daddy said shut up. But man, how true is that today? Have a joyful attitude. i got to get going. We're going to get through this rather quickly. Number two, tool, tool number two. Tool number two. That's hard to say, actually. James 1.3 says this. For you know, I love that. I love James says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And like I said, some version says perseverance. I love that says, you know, basically meaning you have full understanding of it already. What we do know when we are going through a trial, God has not left us nor forsaken us. I'm secure in my salvation. I've not lost the presence of God. I'm secure in my purpose for God. But here's what I do need to know. And maybe what I need to be reminded of today, what we need to know when we're going through the trial, I need to know that I can ask God for help to go through this trial. I talked a little bit about it before and you've heard it maybe before. But if he brought me to it, he can bring me through it. Amen. Amen. Pathway Church, if he's brought us this far, if he's brought us to this point, if he's brought us to it, whoever it is that he's calling, the saints of the church, the new folks of the church, and everybody in between, if he's brought us to this point, I know he can bring us through it. 
And so today, wherever you're at, if you're a saint and you've been here for years, thank you. We need you. We want you. If this is your first time and I'm scaring you to death, come back, please, all right? Come back. And if you're somewhere in between, we need you because he's brought us this far. He's not going to give up on us. And we know that he can take us through it. It doesn't mean that we might not have to take some beatings. It doesn't mean that it's going to hurt. It doesn't mean that we don't want to do it. But I can tell you this. If he brought us to it, he can bring us through it. we got to be reminded of that today. I love this, what it says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. It says this about going through this trial. We must as a church, and I believe we do a pretty good job of this, but I believe God's calling us to get where he wants to take us to do better at this. And I'm talking maybe even just to Nate today. But to get through it, we need to make sure that we know that we don't go through it alone. If it's your own personal trial, if it's your own personal walk, but maybe it's this as a church and where we're going and where we're heading, you got to know you're not in it alone. And maybe this is just for Nate today. But in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, I love this, what it says, and it's a very simple reminder. Many of you, you know this and memorize, and that's fine. Get this today. Bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. I believe this is what gets lost in the me disease. To where we truly go. To what the church is supposed to be about. To be there for one another. To bear each other's burdens. Brother, sister. I'm sorry that you're going through that. I don't have all the answers, but I know where the answers can come from and who it can come from. But I want to pray for you. I want to be there with you. I want to walk that. And many of you do a great job of that. I'm not saying we do terrible. I just believe that God's calling us to this point as a church and maybe even as your individual walk is just saying, what if we truly just said, you know what? Let me get rid of the me disease and let us bear one another's I believe we need to know that we're being prepared for a future here. And I love this from what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. Like I said, I know I'm, there's a lot of scripture to you today as we go through James here, but 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3, for 3 and 4. I love this. Of course, this is the, just basically God of all comfort verses here and what Paul writes. He says this. I love this. Just, just receive this today from my heart and, and my study today. And I I apologize. Sorry. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercies. And God of all comfort. Who confronts us in all our affliction. So that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. An understanding mind to know if He brought us to it, He can bring us through it. 
to know that through this that we got to understand that we are going through a trial. We all have things. And we all are going through a trial maybe as a church family and where and what God's doing here at Pathway Church. But God, will you comfort us? And comfort us so we can comfort all of those that are in affliction. Lord, we may not understand everything that you're doing in our own personal lives or the life of the church, but we trust you truly. It's not just a saying, but we trust you. If you brought us to it, you can bring us through it. But Lord, we want to experience that comfort today. We want to experience to where we lift up each other's burdens today. And I would love to say that I can memorize everybody's prayer request. I may not, but I can at least lift your name up. And I can do what Paul is writing. I can pray without ceasing. Even this morning, going around just shaking some hands. And some of the things and trials you guys have, is, is, it is. It's tough. It's tough to hear. What if we continued as a church just to do better? To lift each other up. And say, Lord, I'm going to have the best understanding mind that I can and persevere and do what it is you've called me to do. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in this next point. But tool number three, we got, I'm sorry, I keep saying this, we got to move on. But James chapter one, verse four. And let steadfastness or perseverance, I like both those words, so I keep using them, have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. We've talked about this, but the only way out of a trial is through it. God's work in us comes as we go through this trial. God's intent is to strengthen us, not to harm us, perfect us, develop spiritual maturity in us, to complete us, to make us whole so that we lack nothing, to develop a character that sees the work of God through it all. And there's something about this submissive will to see all this happen in James chapter one, verse four, to be lacking nothing, to be lacking nothing, to see full effect, to be perfect and complete. There's just something that in my study that came to me and many of you know this story and you've studied it. And it's just something that I believe that God's calling us not only just with an understanding mind, but truly to be so submissive, to have this submissive will. Say, God, I don't know why you want me to be the nail in this season in my own personal walk or for this journey for the church, but I'm willing to be submissive. And I don't know if you've ever went through that or if you've ever had to do that to truly almost like give it all to God and just give up. You know, whether it's something from, you know, buying a house to, you know, having children, getting married, you know, keep naming the list, all these different things. But, you know, some big thing in life, but truly in your walk with the Lord, to say, Lord, I, I give it all to you. I give it all to you. That's a tough place to be because why we all suffer from that me disease and we want it our way. And some of you know this story and I, I just wanted to kind of touch base briefly on it. And there's a point here at the end I want you to get in this Tool number three is to have a submissive will for this season that we're about to go through in our church and your own personal walk. Many of you know this. It's the story of Abraham and Isaac, but I want to read just a few scriptures about this and this story when it comes to a submissive will. 
Genesis 22, verse 2. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Just in case some of you don't know this, we're just going to share a couple things. We're going to drop down to verse 12. And so basically at this point, Abraham's given everything up. He's been submissive. He has Isaac ready to sacrifice him. Verse 12, he said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And later on in Hebrews chapter 11, which is to many of us, if you know, it's called the Hall of Faith. In the Hall of Faith, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 and 19, and get this, and I want you to hit this on this point of tool number three, have a submissive will. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to even raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Pathway Church, are you willing to sacrifice the me disease for this new season? And whatever that looks like for you, as we many of you know the story about Abraham and Isaac, but what is it that you say, I'll be so submissive, I'll be so submissive, Lord, I will lay that at the altar, I will sacrifice that. Maybe it is the me disease, maybe it's something in your life, but maybe it's your own personal trial, your own personal walk, but maybe it's the walk as a church family, what are you willing to sacrifice? Didn't think I'd get a whole lot of amens on that one. Because we don't like sacrifice anything. We don't want to sacrifice anything. We don't like to be so submissive that we have to be the nail. None of us like that journey. I could go on and on about that, but we'll go, go on to tool number four. We've got two more. I'm going to go through these rather quickly, and I want you to get this. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. We're going to hit these really quick. Tool number four, ask for wisdom. Tool number four, ask for wisdom. The key here, church, the key here is what it says in James. The key here, ask. Ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. I believe through this season, through any trial, when we're trying to go through and understand why we're the nail and why we must go through what we're going through to finish this completion, to make sure it's the whole thing and what God wants us to go through, I believe what James is saying is, is that we must ask for wisdom during the season. And if you don't know how to ask or where to get the wisdom, obviously it's kind of maybe even sounds cliche, but I can tell you it's right here. 
It's right here. And I wish I could tell you that even as one of the pastors here, it's the first thing I run to, but I can say I'm guilty of the me disease. And many times I want Nate to figure it out. I want Nate's wisdom, or even at sometimes I even go and maybe try to get wisdom from somebody else. I do believe that God sent people to give me wisdom and discernment. I do believe that. That's not what I'm saying. But many times I'm guilty in myself to not run to his word. To not run to his word and ask for that wisdom during my trial or whatever the season is. And many times we miss out on what God's word says. And I believe God's word's trying to say something to us powerful during this season as a church and as individuals. I believe it was Spurgeon and he said, a Bible that's falling apart usually belongs to someone who isn't. And I can remember as a kid, even in my wayward times and in my trials, I can remember my mother, a praying mom, and a woman that went to the Word for wisdom. I remember her Bible being worn out. A Bible that's usually worn out, usually fallen apart, belongs usually to somebody that isn't. Rather quickly, just get through this. Tool number five, James 1, 6 through 8. That's the last couple of verses of Scripture. It says this. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Very quickly, tool number five, don't doubt. Don't doubt. We must be steadfast. We must persevere we must not doubt in the in the work in the trial in the midst of our me disease and all these things usually as the enemy comes around as we learned about last week and prowls around like a roaring lion it loves to put doubt into our mind but not only our mind but doubt into our heart to say i'm going to doubt what god's doing in my own life i'm going to doubt what he's doing in my own trial i'm going to doubt what he's doing in the life of the church. I'm going to doubt that he's not going to get us through it. I'm going to doubt that he's left me. I'm going to doubt that he's not there. And to doubt means to be a divided soul. To doubt the purpose and plan of God in one area has a domino effect in every area. Don't doubt. Because we suffer from the me disease. Show me. I want to see. I want to see it. I'm going to doubt until I see it. Some of you know the story of doubting Thomas, right? Until you prove it to me. Come on, God, where are you? I'm just going to sit here like this, the me disease, because I'm doubting. Prove it to me that you're going to get me through the trial. Prove it through me that you're going to get Pathway Church through this. Prove it to me. Many of us with our arms folded, Pathway Church in the midst of this and all these different tools that we need that I believe James is speaking to us in this season to have the steadfastness, to have the perseverance, to get through these things. Listen, Pathway Church, 
with perseverance and steadfastness, the snail made it to the ark. Some of you are falling asleep. With perseverance and steadfastness, the snail made it to the ark. We can get through this. Amen. Amen. If this is your own personal walk, your own personal journey, you can get through it. Will it hurt? You better believe it'll hurt just like that nail getting drove into there. If it's our own personal walk and journey with the church and where we're at and to be prepared for Metanoia Ministries and Jim and his team when they come up, we can and will get through it with perseverance, steadfastness, to have a joyful attitude, to have an understanding mind, to have a submissive will, to ask God for wisdom and don't doubt. And a couple verses later in James chapter 1, it says this, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, come on now, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. If that doesn't just get you a little bit, man, that must mean our wood's a little wet. Mm. That's good. But for many of us, we're not willing to be the nail. We're not willing to take whatever God is asking us to do to see it in completion. So we quit, we give up, we get mad, we get angry, the me disease takes over, we leave, all these things. We could keep going on the list. I want to share a story with you that I believe just resonated with me for whatever reason in this season and where I believe God wants us to go, may as individuals, but as a church. I want you to hear this story. Some of you that are history buffs and know more about this maybe than me, I, I'm interested in it and I like it. It just doesn't take over my life necessarily, but something intrigues me about certain things and a little bit about Alcatraz, some of you know that, the prison and some of that history, we won't get into it. But one of the former inmates of Alcatraz says this, and you may know this name, Leon Thompson, if you've studied it. Leon Thompson said this about being at Alcatraz. He said this. He said, it's a beautiful view. You have the Golden Gate Bridge, the fresh air, you could see all the ships coming in and out of port. Now you got to remember, he's an inmate here at Alcatraz and he's saying this. There was never a day that you didn't see all that you were missing in life. It was all there. Everything I wanted in my life was right in front of me. Yet, it was a mile away and I couldn't get to it. It was a mile away, and I couldn't get to it. You say, Nate, what does that have to do with anything? Here's what I want to say with that, that just something that God struck me in that. 
I'm not saying we're in a prison. Maybe your own personal trial feels like that. I don't know. I'm not saying what God has for us next is a mile away. It may be an inch or two ahead of us. I don't know. But folks, I believe that it's in front of us and please, in the name of the Lord today, please don't be the one to hold us back to getting to what God has right in front of us. And I believe if you're here today, you're with us. I believe that. I believe that you want to see what God has next for Pathway Church and for your own personal walk, whatever the trial, whatever the thing may be. But I couldn't get that out of my mind. He said, I saw everything that I wanted in my life. Everything was right there, but yet it was a mile away. I believe for us, as we're taking this journey, and anytime we feel like just giving up or stopping, God's saying, if you keep going, it's like we can see it, you know? It's like maybe for some of us, it seems a mile away. For some of us, it seems a few feet away or inches away, and it's like right there. But then that adversary comes and prowls around like a roaring lion, tries to get us to doubt, tries to get us to stop being submissive and to sacrifice whatever it is we got to sacrifice. Stops getting to where we'll ask for wisdom. Makes us to where we have this terrible attitude in the me disease. And we stop right as we're about to get to where he wants us. What a sad thing for this inmate to almost be taunted and teased every day with what he was missing in life. And it was only a mile away. I would say let's escape our prison of the trial of the me disease, whatever it is that you have in your life. And let's take the journey to reach what it is that God has for us and maybe what we're missing in this season. And so I believe that starts next week with Metanoia Ministries and Jim coming and his team coming. Are there going to be days where we're the nail? <laughs> you better believe it. Are there days we're going to have to be submissive? You better believe it. Are there days when we may want to think that doubt rises up? You better believe it. Is there days we want to have a bad attitude? There's probably going to be those days. But what if we just stopped and we kept going and made sure we didn't miss out on everything that God had for us? Pathway Church, I said it last week. We're going to sing this song. This has been our battle cry for these two weeks. I believe in what James is telling us. And I believe in this moment. I would love any brothers and sisters, however it is you feel led, if it's your own personal thing or if something with this church, what would it look like if we just said, we're just going to pray because this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. When I'm surrounded 
when I'm surrounded and I feel like maybe I want to give up, even though that maybe I can see in the glimpse everything God has for me, when I want to doubt, I know I'm surrounded by you. Because we're going to need this battle cry. We're going to need these words. We're going to need God's word to get us through these different new seasons. And when he's trying to allow us to be the nails to drive us through. So if it's your own personal journey, your own personal trial, if he brought you to it, he can bring you through it. But you know, the tough thing is, right? You got to go through it. You can't go around it got to go through it. You got to be the nail to see his work completed. Perfect. Lacking nothing. So Pathway Church, I want you to stand. And as you stand, I want to pray. We're going to sing this song. And this is how we're going to fight our battle to know that maybe in those times when we feel that we're surrounded, that we can put our hope and our trust in you and know that we're surrounded by you. And so wherever you're at, whatever your trial is, if you're the nail today and you're just, you can't stand it, and you're saying, you know what, I got to go and just submit, sacrifice. I got to change my attitude. I got to go down there and get rid of the me disease. You may even come down with arms folded and a frown on your face, but that's all right. Just come down. Let God do work on you. They can't do anything. They can't do nothing. No one else here can do anything for you, but God can, and he can break that. I believe it's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. Don't stop. Don't quit. Let's fight this battle. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you and may his face shine upon you and upon Pathway Church like never before. Amen. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. Oh, this is how I find my battles. Oh, 
This is how I fight my battles It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you oh, It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded oh, It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you This is how I fight my battles this is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. Sing it again. This is how I find my battles. 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 He may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm by you, by you. look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded, Jesus. He look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Church, we know what time it is. Keen, keenly aware of what time it is. And the trouble is, I think a lot of times we are too. All of us are. And man, the Lord is moving in this place. The Lord is working in this place. So we're going to sing a little bit more. And I'm also keenly aware. It's very repetitious. But guess what's happening in heaven right now? They're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Over and over and over and over again. And sometimes God wants to get it through to us and make a point. And sometimes he's calling us to respond and do something. So respond, respond. And it can be from your seat. But if he's calling you forward and you're resisting that right now, don't resist it. We worship in freedom in this place because God has given us that freedom. Amen. So we're going to sing that a little bit more and respond if the Lord's leading you respond. Okay. Here we go. Oh, oh, this is how I find my battles. 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 This is how I find my This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Thank you, Jesus. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm by you. This is how I find my battles. 
Praise his name right now. Give him a hand clap. Can we thank the Lord for that? God is not done with you. If you have breath in your lungs, he still has purpose for you. God is not done with Pathway Church. He's got more for Pathway Church. Hang on. Hang on. Because God has more. Amen. It's going to be good, church. Lord, we give this service to you. We give our hearts to you. We give our purpose and our plan that you have for us to you lord we cling to you lord we have nowhere else to go there's no one else to turn to lord so we give our hearts afresh and anew to you we give our problems to you we give our circumstances to you we give this church to you lord we are your church we are your bride we are yours lead us king jesus lead us we want to follow hard after you we wait on you lord those that wait on the Lord will be renewed. Thank you, Lord, for your enduring love, your enduring faith in us, Lord, and your trust in us. You're, the, you're, you're so powerful and so perfect for us right now in this moment, Lord. We do not want to miss what you're doing. So, Spirit, continue to move. Work, Lord. We love you and praise you. And we give you thanks. In Jesus' strong name. And everybody said. Amen, church. Give him praise.